Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim will wrap up the ninth chapter of the book of Mark. There's a somewhat sudden transition from the rest of the chapter to our passage this week that begins with verse 42. Mark records here several pretty stern warnings from the mouth of Jesus. Many of these words are also found in the other Gospels, Matthew and Luke, and several of them are recognizable from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount recorded in Matthew 5. Some of the scariest words come from Isaiah chapter 66. Pastor Jim will help us this week to understand all these words brought together in the same passage. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Strong Words. Our venue for this morning is Mark chapter 9, where we're going to finish that chapter by studying verses 42 through 50. This is a text quite different from most of the Gospels. It contains very strong language. Not language of profanity, but strong in the sense of words that you might think are, as our vernacular says, over the top. Uh, They are arguably the strongest words Jesus ever said to his followers. And they're all about the essence of discipleship. You know, Jesus, whenever he is portrayed in art or film or anything like that, I mean, he always, he always, he always looks like Jeff, handsome guy, long hair, nice beard, and smiling and uh, friendly and kind and, 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 and gentle. Well, well, he is, I'm sure, all of those things, but sometimes he spoke very strongly. And this text is one of those. These words are so strong that they have over the centuries provoked some unusual reactions of of, uh, even affecting the the copying of the manuscripts. And this has led to uh, some manuscripts of the Gospel of Mark being slightly modified. And hence, probably if we took a survey of translations in the room this morning, um, they might differ from one another more than just in a, a, a mild little translation of a word. One of the reasons that we use the New American Standard Bible here from the pulpit is because it was done from the very best available manuscripts of the New Testament, taking into account all of the differences that have shown up through the centuries of copying and translating the Bible. And we have manuscripts that go all the way back to the second century, possibly even the late first century. And we have thousands of them to compare and to look with each other. And you see the marvelous hand of God in how, um, how clear it is what God wrote down. And we have with tremendous certainty knowledge of what, understanding of what he originally in, inspired. But here we sit looking at translations almost 2,000 years later. 
Uh, in the King James and in the, uh, the New King, King James and in some other translations, you will find in our text for this morning that verses 44, 46, and 48 are identical. But if you look in other translations, you'll see something quite different. The New International Version and the uh, ever-growing in popularity English Standard Version, uh, it knows you won't even see verses 44 and 46 at all. Even the numbers will go 43, 45, uh, 47. Uh, The New International Version uh, doesn't include those verses, but it includes a footnote that the words of verse 48 also appear in some manuscripts at what we call verse 44 and what we call verse 46. The English Standard Version, the ESV, that must be the Mission Impossible Version because it disavows all knowledge of the existence of those two two verses which were apparently killed or captured uh, somewhere along the way. And if you didn't get that, that's okay. You can get to heaven, know the Bible better than you know Mission Impossible references. Now, in the New American Standard Bible, uh, you'll notice that verse 44 and verse 46 are there. They are identical to verse 48, and they are included in brackets. That's the way that the translators, and, and these good translations tip you off to things like this, brackets show that these are things, that there is a tradition of them being in English Bibles, but they are not in the best manuscripts. Uh, if you encounter uh, a person of the King James-only persuasion, he or she will tell you that this is an example of modern translations omitting or removing part of the Word of God. And that's an absolutely inaccurate, unfair thing to say. That's not at all true. But, but what's all this about? I mean, can't we figure it out? Well, I, I think we have figured it out, and you have a product of it in your hands. When we get to verse 48, I'll show you what the words mean. I'll show you where in the Old Testament they come from. They were clearly spoken by Jesus, and I'll show you why, are, why they are significant. But why do some manuscripts include them and others don't? That's a legitimate question. So sidebar to the meaning of the text for today, a little, subject, a little study in textual criticism. Uh, it's because of... I think it's because of the unusually strong words here, which makes this passage kind of challenging to understand. If you don't take this passage in its historical context, it it kind of sticks out like like it doesn't fit. You've got to see how it connects in order to make sense of it. Well, scribes who copied Scripture professionally, um, Old Testament scribes, and some of them were part of the problem um, with the... belief system that Jesus had to deal with, but uh, the profession of scribe is a very honorable profession, and until the advent of the printing press, the Bible was copied from generation to generation by hand. And so those who (laughs) copied it and held a very high view of God's Word were very scrupulous to make sure that they would never drop anything out of the text of Scripture. Sometimes scribes would add notes in the margin. Sometimes uh, teachers who would be studying from a certain papyrus or manuscript or scroll might, uh, might write notes in the 
in the margin of something to help elucidate the meaning of the text. Uh, Sometimes in future iterations of copying, those things that had been written in the margins and then had been taught orally so well were, or so often were known so well that they would actually eventually be incorporated into the text. Something like that apparently happened in this passage. It appears that ancient scribes understood verse 48 appropriately to be a punchline. There's a There's a shocking command in verse 47, but there's also a shocking command in verse 45. There's also a shocking command in verse 43. And so apparently that punchline may be in oral reading of the Gospel of Mark as it was first distributed. Maybe sometimes they would read verse 48 after verse 43 and verse after verse 45 uh, and after verse 47, just for for the emphasis, because it really is... uh, a punchline. And so maybe that's how it actually came to be written three times in the text instead of one. But in this case, it's very clear that the older manuscripts omit what we call verses 44 and 46, because chapter numbers, verse references, those all came much later, centuries after the uh, Bible was long completed. And um, those two verses, like I say, They are words spoken by Jesus, and they are in verse 48, but they apparently don't belong in verses uh, 44 and 46. Now, something else that's very helpful about the New American Standard Bible, others do it other ways, is that in the New American Standard, Old Testament verses that are quoted in the New Testament are put in all caps. That's so that you can see the unity between Old and New Testament. You can see the connection between Old and New Testament. It doesn't mean you're supposed to raise your voice and shout when you get to the all caps. It's not like, it's not like you texting your, your friend. Um, but we, we need to put it together as it was. And it's, it's a really powerful passage and a unique passage in the sense of how strong these words are. So I'd like to read it to you in its entirety before we look at the component parts. And I'm going to read it um, uh, to you um, from what would appear to be in the best manuscripts. So I will save those words that might be in your Bible as verse 44 and verse 46 and verse 48. We'll save it for verse 48. So listen to how strong this is. Jesus says, and by the way, this is all the words of Jesus. There's no conversation here. There's no interaction here. Jesus says, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, it would be better for him if with a heavy millstone hung around his neck, he had been cast into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than having two hands to go into hell into the unquenchable fire. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than having your two feet to be cast into hell. If your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. For it is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. 
But if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you make it salty again? If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.